because our daylight savings go in opposite directions oh. at the same time. So they kind of like it diverges by two hours rather than one. Yeah. Damn, dude. Starting to yeah, I know, Maybe you should just to... stay an hour later if you well, don't get that much sun anyway, you know what I mean? People in Britain have been discussing this for some oh, time, really? that we should stay on British <laughs> summertime. But it will never actually happen because the British people and their government are allergic to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it simply cannot be done. That's, that's well, why you've been doing heaps, haven't you? <laughs> I, don't think that, I think there's probably pretty good reasons to, for for sticking for sticking with it. Like the the <laughs> ones who, the ones who know, really suffer are people who are trying to podcast with people in Australia, and I feel like we're not a large enough constituency mm. to really like mm. alter <laughs> to alter people things who like, like to that. experience Yet. daylight <laughs> in the daytime. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you're used to it now, isn't it? Yeah. I think I think kids should walk to school in the dark. I think it would teach them a life lesson. Absolutely. Street smarts. We never walk to school in the dark. What are you talking about? You're doing like Well, that's what that but that's what that's what that's the logic of daylight savings being as it is. It's so that kids don't have to walk to school in the dark. Really? Yeah. They just walk home in the dark. Yeah, we used to walk home in the dark. You never walk to school in the dark. Although I suppose Didn't well, someone... no, that's that is what I'm saying. You don't walk to school in the dark currently, but maybe you should, and then that would, you know. Didn't the person who came up with daylight savings do it so they could catch more bugs after work? Yeah, I, I have just read heard. That. I I probably saw a tweet, and I've taken it as fact. Yeah, that's it was right. absolutely it's been no, digging into it. Not not at all. <laughs> Elon's fact checkers have been on it. <laughs> have you have you read this, what? Phoebe? It was like the bugs or frogs or something. Yeah, I think he was yeah. catching bugs. Some. Well, I, he, I'm assuming. Mm. Um, <laughs> Only a man. <laughs> <laughs> Only a very Women autistic man. We weren't allowed to catch bugs back then. <laughs> we weren't, we weren't. pre the suffragettes. Um, and they, he, they, someone came up with daylight savings, so they had time later in the day to catch bugs. I'm completely speechless. Like, what? for what purpose? So the sun would be out, I guess, when they were done mm. with most of their day and they could catch bugs. No, no, no. What, That's no, why it's no, called no, BST, no, 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 bug season time. <laughs> I'm bored. We're on the same page on, on that bit. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. What are so, they doing? Why, do, why are they catching bugs? What, are these, what the, is, again, is this the giant... I think he was like an entomologist or something. I don't think it was just like a the hobby. The giant constituency of, yeah. it's a great, of, of bug catchers. It's a hobby. What, so this mm. is how we live. No, I think it was just one person. One bug catcher. Yeah. Because one, one weird mm. bug guy. Someone dared to dream. Yeah, he was the original bug it's, chaser. It's so factories <laughs> could stay open later, isn't it? I mean, that's more likely to actually be true, it's, I think. It's nothing yeah. to do with, with bugs. <laughs> but what's the better story? But then I think, <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're suggesting that that's the political reason why it was brought in, but apparently the guy who initially came up with the concept was a guy who wanted to catch bugs later. But I'm sure that the reason why it actually politically became a reality was probably due to more, oh, more you gotta, reasonable... you got to convince them it's going to be good for the economy. Exactly. So and, and, like, I think bugs should be argument enough. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, it was. It was, a, it was a, bug, a guy catching bugs in New Zealand. Mm. In New Zealand, of all places. You know, an influential yeah. part <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Literally left off world maps... Consistently. After the tribute. Oh, later. <laughs> yeah, just um, so he'd have more after work hours of sunshine to go bug hunting in the summer. <laughs> I love him. He's okay, great. Well, ac- according, um, according to my putative research, um, mm-hmm. it, the, the original proposer 
the UK for daylight savings was a man called William Willits. And I can't find anything mm-hmm. about... So good they named him oh, twice. It was, okay, it was first <laughs> proposed by a New Zealand bug guy. But mm-hmm. um, the guy who brought it to the UK was not a bug guy. He was just a regular guy. Some Are of these bugs it- only live one day. We've got to make it longer. <laughs> you thought it started from like a bug catching subreddit? <laughs> just like spread that way. A lot of, way pe- lot over of the people globe. think that it was this bug guy, but actually it was a guy who was nothing to do with <laughs> bugs at all. Wouldn't know one end of a stag mm. beetle from another. That's what it says here. Like That's end. what it says here. I don't know. I'm not... It's- it's very dangerous not knowing one end of the stag beetle from the yeah, other. Yeah, that's how you get that's how you get yeah. on a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the revenge list of the daylight savings bug yeah, guy. You've got to go you've got to move house, you've got to go knocking door to door saying, I don't know one end of a stag beetle from another. It's sick the people they're letting move into this neighborhood. It's Disgusting. less the admin, it's more of the um the bias against you from from the people in the town, you know what I mean? It's the uh, bigotry yeah, yeah. you face as a yeah. result of having to tell everyone what you've done. So, the, so yeah. William Willett was a self-publishing guy. Using his own money, he published oh. a pamphlet called The Waste of Daylight. <laughs> a poster, he was if a you poster. will. Hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. He was a Reddit guy. <laughs> he, he, li- he literally was. He's remembered in the town of his birth by a sundial which says this wood was purchased by public subscription as a tribute to the memory of William Willett, the untiring advocate of summertime. And summertime is in quotes. <gasps> When the living is easy. When the living is easy. So-called summertime. In Britain, it should be summertime. put in quotes, in fairness. You know what? I've only been to England in the summer. So mm. to me, London is like a summer city, same as New York City. I've, I've only ever been to those two places in the middle of summer when it's like really, really sunny and Keep beautiful. Keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, I'll never go back. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't go there now. <laughs> that would be so a bad sad. time. He died before it ever became law. Oh my god! He never got to see his own no, summer. He, oh god, he died. He he died of the flu. Fuck. Blimey! Wow. Oh my god. People were dying of shit like that back I'm, then. Okay, I've just looked up the picture of the New Zealand bug guy who he mm. also looks like a sex guy to me. I'm afraid he looks okay. like a sex weirdo. Got to be pretty freaky. No, he to looks be into like sex he guy. looks like a sex weirdo. Oh, a weirdo. He does yeah? Okay. He's got- I thought you were just like guy who's had sex before. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll deal with them. For, we'll deal with them <laughs> later. Like, we'll deal with the sex nerds first, and then just you know the general, mm-hmm. general sex guys. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. he's a. Mm. Yeah, this is a sex guy. Yeah, sorry guys. All right, let's let's get let's get let's get going. <laughs> no, actually, the all ants live in a polycule. Uh. <laughs> About the stag beetles. Uh, yeah. yeah, very good question. <laughs> very good question very indeed. Good question. Yeah, um, we hate to see it. Um, hang on, I'm just going to pull up the details of the episode because I sent them to Naomi. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello and welcome to yet another episode of Masters of Our Domain. Uh, it is the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards. I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And <laughs> this week we are joined uh, all the way from here, Melbourne, Australia, by bug expert Naomi Higgins. Hello. How are you doing? That's actually kind of true. <laughs> You're trying to set me up for a failure, but I literally wear a necklace most days that says B girl. So, ah, but sure, I can for talk bug for girl. hours. That for bug girl? No, it's like B E E. Oh, I see. Right. So you're, you're a B, you're an aphid enthusiast. 
Aphid. Are they aphids? Bees? Am I getting that Go right? Go fuck no. yourself. What are you talking yeah, about? Bees. Aphids are like pests that eat oh, your okay. plants. Yeah, what, what is the genus I'm of bees? I'm pissed off. What are they called? It's something like that. They're it's bees. Similar... What do you mean? No, but like the Latin name for bees is like, it's similar to aphid, but I can't remember. Oh. Um, Like as in like the formal genus of a bee, but I can't remember what. I'm not. I don't know. I'm you're not getting, a bug guy. I'm out of my depth on bugs. You're on what? On what? Yeah. Male dominated society has placed on the bees. Um, mm, I'm just sure. more about the bees who are all girls, basically. So it is a matriarchal society. Big fan the of bees. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're there um, serving a queen, the sort of the Beyonce of the bees, if you like. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a queen bee. You might someone be the first should, person yeah, to make that observation. Should, someone <laughs> should pick that up. And you know what they should do? Oh my god! No, 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 no! no. Like my <laughs> mind is go. My mind is going at a million miles an hour now. They should call. They should call her mm. fans the Beehive. Oh, Beehive! No, they couldn't. <laughs> no, no, they couldn't. No, 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 they couldn't do that. No, that's no, crazy. That's, 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 that's too. That's too crazy. That would be that's too, too sensual of a name. I think we'll opinion. have to. Well, maybe bring it on in stages. I don't know how people are going to take to it. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. You have to, like um, gradual reform, not revolution, when it comes to when it comes yeah. to standard names. I think. <laughs> yeah, because if you steam straight ahead to calling Beyonce's fans the the Beehive, what are you what are you going to do with Kamala Harris's fans, the K Hive? I mean, that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> is that what they're called? Yeah, that, that, that is, is literally what they're called. Even though uh, everyone knows that, like as uh, as a class of bug, Ks don't even live in a hive, so that so that's <laughs> incorrect for a kickoff. They're, they're, yeah. uh, they're solitary, they have a nest, mostly. The Ks. Yeah, Ks. Ks are the bug that make you forget how to walk for a bit. <laughs> That's right. They obviously live in a hole. Um, yeah. Um, they're not. They're not so, aphids, yeah. Milo. Like, what are you? What like? I would, no, I, I've accepted that, actually that they're made not me aphids. Sick. That's what? like saying like. Do you want to know their? F- oh, bees are like. I, I they're in the slug cunt was, category or something. That was that sounded to cunt. me. <laughs> Do you want to know the? Sh- that's what that sounded like. <laughs> Is that Australian slang? Oh, this guy's a fucking slug cunt. It's not slithering but, on his belly. You know, it's not. It's not widely used term, but you could use it, and people would. Mm-hmm, sure. You know, dog cunt. I'm sure you've heard yeah, that no, one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, they're in the the. Um, You're worse than that. The super family is called the uh, um, Apidaea. Um, okay. And the one of the families is the Apidae. Not a million miles off. Um, no, I think I know. I think I see where you. Um, I think I see where you yeah. where you went wrong there. Um, there is also. Mm. Uh, I, I really like this. There is a subfamily called the Mega Chilidae. Mega chiller die because they are mega chilled, presumably. The, the most relaxed, the most relaxed <laughs> cosmopolitan family of mostly solid. The Queen's like, it's more of a family here. Like, you know, I'm not. <laughs> you, you can call me by my first name. Yeah. Yeah. They are a cosmopolitan family of mostly solitary bees. So this has mm. been Bug Corner. Oh, yeah, most bees are solitary bees. In, yeah. in J bees. Yeah. Is that the worst one? No. I always get them. Is in. P the worst one? I'm not sure. I get them mixed up, but there's one that I in, see in Twitter in bios is the, the most. Kind of like antisocial one, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't. I've never done it. Is it Myers Briggs? Is that what it is? Yeah, I've done it. Have you? Yeah. What did you come out as? Cool B guy. <laughs> cool B guy. Um, it yeah. was called the campaigner. I can't remember anything LLB else about guy. it. <laughs> <laughs> not LLBJ. It was a very different result. Um, yeah. Uh, the episode of Seinfeld we're talking about this week is uh, season six, episode 17, The Kiss Hello. Um, I did make some vague notes about this, but 
um they're on my phone which is charging because it's almost dead so we're winging it once Love again it. it was on like 40 percent. i know but you see i'm the kind of person where 40 percent is that's low wow you know? and that's that's a personality type fuck your int j and your int p or whatever your personality type is like how low do you let your <laughs> phone get before you charge it so like riley from the trash future boys perennially on three percent on oh, everything yeah, laptop phone yeah and you're always i'm always like charging my phone and he will like unplug my phone to charge his and he's like mine's on lower percent and i'm like yeah but there's a reason for that yeah <laughs> the well, reason why my phone's going on a higher percent than yours is i plug it in you work harder so you deserve more is that what you're saying that's right you work for <laughs> what you have i like look <laughs> Uh, socialism, except when it comes to phone charge levels, that's every man for himself. You yeah, got to yeah. be thinking about that. The shit. one place where you find yourself to be the one with more privilege. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's because I put myself in a position. You know, I'm I make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> I'm I'm not the I'm not the prodigal son. I'm taking my <laughs> electrical inheritance and I'm looking after it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. Well, thank you. Yeah, I guess. I'm a can't can't go below forty percent, or I start to. Really? Not to get yeah. anxious. Well, also my phone's quite old as well, so it's so it's got that kind of very much sort of goes off yeah. a goes off a cliff battery wise once you're below fifty percent. Yeah, mine's mine's very much going the same way. You know, Phoebe likes to turn up in the studio and just sort of point at the phone cable and go like, eh. <laughs> and then and then we all know what to do. Give her a little drink. She's thirsty. <laughs> That's right. She's thirsty and she needs a little drink. Um, the phone is thirsty for electrons. I'll tell you what. You guys have such an interesting what, culture. I've got a pro- oh, I've we got do. A- yeah. Oh, this is what British people are I've like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I figured. I've got a. Pro- I've got a problem mm-hmm. right here, and it is about uh, uh-huh. iPhone Uh-oh. low battery mode. I think it's bullshit. Mm. I don't think it does anything. I think it. I think it. I think wow. it gives you the illusion that it's doing something but i don't think it preserves shit i think it's i think it's a light show i think it's like not to get into conspiracy <laughs> I think theories it's fucking, but... no you know what i think this is this is battery theater that little yellow symbol <laughs> it means fuck all really because it does mm. make me feel a lot better yeah. than when it's red yeah. exactly yeah. exactly that's how they fool you it's like the brace this position on planes. It's like it's to keep the passengers docile while fucked up shit is happening. Yeah. <laughs> to make to make them think they're taking steps. Yeah, those oxygen masks aren't gonna help you when you. Yeah, no, they're just full of chloroform. Yeah. Just knock them out. This is the no that. liquids over a hundred milliliters of battery symbology, and I've had enough. That objectively. Yeah. Oh, putting your phone on airplane mode. What's that about? Yeah. That's not doing shit. No, it's not. not what, what I always think is if a plane, if a phone could bring down a plane, they wouldn't let you have one exactly, on a plane. Exactly. Right? right. Yeah. Um, also, I feel that way about petrol stations as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, but, but recently I was filling up my petrol in my car and I was mm. scrolling on my phone while at the, like, while you filling get told it up. off over the tanoi? Yes. <laughs> it's happened they to me as well. They fucking told me off. I didn't know they did that. They were like, get off your phone. I was, I was like, what like the that f- tweet song. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they'd said that, I would understand. <laughs> but I was like, there's no fucking way. What is this? Yeah. It's going to get into the, yeah. it's going to get into the phone. The petrol's going to get into the phone. And don't spark? Is you, that- yeah, they think you're going to do the, um, you know, the scene from fucking, um, Zoolander. Uh, Zoolander, yeah, with the phone. Just rubbing petrol all over yourself. <laughs> I do that, but not when I'm... I do that when I'm not holding my phone, you, you know? You do that at home. Not you, take, you fill up a jerry can, you take it in the shower like a normal person. Exactly. Mm. Or out on the deck. Really, really drying on the skin, petrol. Yeah, it really um. hurts. <laughs> I've, been told, I've been told by a lot of people to stop, but I won't. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I thought like I was I was gonna say something about this, but now I've forgotten. 
Oh, that that was it. Um, the the uh, Nate and I were laughing yesterday because I get the emails from Quora with the Quora question. Oh, nice. And uh, Phoebe and I have discussed this before, but people are always asking questions on Quora that are like questions that a seven year old would ask. Like yeah. the question itself is just completely incoherent. <laughs> like stuff like how tough are Russian soldiers? Like just <laughs> and it's like, well, how how is anyone going to answer that? Like what what metric are you using for this? And there was one that was yesterday that was like, what do what do pilots say to people before a plane crash? Um, and I didn't read the answer because Nay and I were saying, well, the funniest possible answer is obviously Allahu Akbar. <laughs> that is the <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> like, in one specific case, we know what they said. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, thank you for flying with us. Um, people would know. Yeah, for yeah, right yeah. or wrong reason, they'd put the they'd put it together. I wonder yeah, if yeah. they remembered to say it. That feels like the kind of thing that you'd be like so kind of like so kind of hopped up on adrenaline that you might be like, I, I had something to say. I don't remember. I don't remember. I knew what we forgot it something. Is. Yeah. Uh, did he say it? No, you didn't fucking. You didn't fucking say it. You had one job. You had and then just one an explosion job. noise. Oh, well, yeah. arguably they had two jobs at least. Like that is coming off your virgins <laughs> when we get to Jana. No, that I, is, no, that's I think no they good. delegated. I think there must have been like at least one who is like a kind of who's like definitely like kind of one of like definitely one of the group that you have to give them mm. a kind the of very harmless task that they can't possibly fuck up. So they're not. Getting, I'm unfamiliar with this group dynamic. So they're not getting under <laughs> anybody else's feet, and so there must have been at least one guy who was in charge of yelling, of yelling it. And terrorism oh yeah, is a lot like a joint happen. university project. There's always like one guy that's not really pulling his weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I had to make a robot in. I did an engineering degree, and I had to make a mm. robot once that had to like pick up these foam pucks. They were like painted red on one side and blue on the other. Okay, and you had to try and like flip as many to whatever cut like if it was blue then it would have to like go like just flip over the red ones mm. and one guy was so useless i think one day this becomes commercially available <laughs> i've got a lot of pucks in There's my house need, yeah yeah um and one one guy in our group was so useless we just tasked him with making pucks for us that's the only thing he did the entire the rest of us built a robot and like <laughs> it had like algorithms like, well, and the, pucks, yeah. the robot is useless <laughs> We were like, we need him to test, man. And he was like, yeah, 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 sick. Um, he, also got, fuck mode. <laughs> he also got really like pissed ca- off. Like we are counting on you, man. Like, like everyone, <laughs> yeah. th- everyone thinks that the robot is like the most important part, but actually you have the most important job of all. So don't let us down here, man. And he's just there like assembling parts, <laughs> just being like, I have such an important job. I have such an important exactly. job. What's this robot without the pucks? You Chief know, puck but thank engineer. God that this again, this, everyone has so many pucks that they need flipping. Exactly. Um, yeah, sure. But yeah, he also got pissed. Thanks that, to that guy, they do. <laughs> there were like no women in this course. There was like mm-hmm. like very few of us. So I was like, "Do you guys mind? I'm just going to paint it pink and sparkly and just put diamantes all over." It. And they're like, "Yeah." Um, you wanted to invert their their prejudices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just thought people would be like, oh that, oh, that robot's gay. And then it would beat all of them, which is, it, and that's what right. happened. This um, robot's not that good. It's not capable <laughs> of being gay. It's it's barely flipping apart. <laughs> okay. It actually flipped a hip. Anyway, it doesn't, that's, <laughs> that's not what this is about. Um, the story was about how that guy got angry about um, the glitter and the, he was like trying to, he's like, what else? He was like, there's like a there's like a cube and something with a heart on it. Is it portal or something? There's oh yeah yeah yeah. He's the just love, trying to cube make it more masculine in any way he could. And mm-hmm. I said every time you complain, I'm gonna add a My Little Pony to the thing. And then he nice. shut up after that. 
<laughs> that is memories. Good. Um, would the decoration of the parks can have confused the robot at all? No, no, the the robot itself was bright oh, pink. Oh, right, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah no, not the pucks. The he pucks was in charge. We gave him full, full, full you creative know. control on yeah, the yeah. pucks, <laughs> which had to be to a specific standard for the project. But yeah, right, okay. he, uh, he still managed to fuck it up. Great. Yeah, managed to bless him though. Fuck it up. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no is the best possible response to a joke. That's that's the one I always enjoy the most. <laughs> That's all right. Definitely yeah, the, that's definitely good. the correct response to that one. <laughs> um, so thanks for backing me up. Um, so we open, <laughs> we open with a bit, um, and uh, Jerry it's is crazy. Going I was in. not expecting that. I know it so rarely happens on Seinfeld. Yeah. But they've broken with form, and we're opening with a bit. And uh, the bit that we open with is Jerry. He's going in on something that's had it far too easy for far too long. It's Finally. the concept of human hair. <laughs> And he's like, oh, fellas, you know, when, when a hair is on someone, you'll smell it. You don't mind. You'll go up, you'll kiss it. But as soon as it's off their body, it's gross. Um, I don't think this is a bad observation. I think that's... No. I, there's no particular It's funny reason. how he just thinks we're all just going around smelling and kissing hair all the time. <laughs> when your buddies come over and you just smell and kiss each other's hair. <laughs> Jerry's like has a very like girls sleepover attitude to hanging out. Yeah, that's, Is that what you think girls do that, a sleepover? Not, that's not what girls do. Kiss each other's hair. <laughs> In a chaste way, you know. <laughs> he has a very male view of girls sleepovers view. <laughs> yeah, you're actually you're actually all just like decorating a robot with my little pony paraphernalia. Yeah, and then we just eat each other out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very advanced robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you, um, that's that's I, what a sleepover is. Like you plot you plot a murder. You eat each other out, mm. and then you do your nails. That's what all the murder podcasts are for, mm-hmm. uh, gaining expertise. That's right. Absolutely. Obviously. I'll never get, I'll never get murdered. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm now like much more likely to get murdered, for sure. <laughs> There's going to be a podcast about me saying that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Someone listening to this right now, like, I'll show her. <laughs> Uh, women think they're so smart. I wasn't going to murder anyone, but I just hate hubris. <laughs> That's actually pretty fair. My one pet hate in this world, like Zeus was listening. Regular listener, Zeus. This is the thing. Is it, is it a case of hating hubris or is it a case of really liking dramatic irony? I think it depends on what kind of personality uh, type you are. Storytelling. Yeah. 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 So uh, look out for swans and bulls and things of that nature. Mm. You know. <laughs> well, I already do. But. He's a crafty bugger. <laughs> um, I, uh, I have always thought that about hair because I've always thought mm-hmm. there's so little surface area on a hair. What are you actually going to get from the hair? Mm. You know? That's an interesting What's actually going to be transferred over? It wouldn't be yeah. transferred over at any other point. That is true. I think hair's only gross. In what sense? Do you mean like, like if it's en- in your like food. energetic transfer or like yeah, like vibe? Okay, <laughs> like how like how much vibe are you getting from one hair? That's the question. Exactly. Well, it's sort tiny. Of like the hell to pay episode of The Simpsons, catching someone's vibes from. Uh, Which one's that? It's when the guy you can't just say it by name of episode. Homer gets. It's one of the <laughs> horror ones, and Homer gets a hair piece. From oh, a yes. criminal who's been killed, and it like turns him into like a violent criminal. Exactly, it's like the hair is controlling him. Like, like in Idle Hands. Yes, yes, exactly. That, that, that would Simpsons be a more episode? erudite version of what I just said. Yes, 
it's 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 not it's not very arid i idle hands <laughs> i have to i have to say that somehow that somehow makes it worse yeah <laughs> you're like milo this is this is mid-brow at best i'm like Seth, i've got no fucking idea this is, a, this is a this is a mid-brow horror <laughs> it's one of the few horror films i've actually seen so i like to bring it up That's whenever i can mm. Girl who's only seen one horror film, getting a real idle hands vibe from this. Idle hands, uh, yeah, yeah. You know when they started doing the kind of that. No, horror films are actually like real and proper films, like the kind of the the folk horror, the mm. real the real monstrous anxiety stuff that they've been doing. Yeah, no last... one who's seen Midsummer would make this argument over the over the last little bit. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it is all 1999's Idle Hands, starring mm. starring the adult. The adult actor who played Casper, the friendly ghost. Mm. I've never even heard of this movie. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a guest spot from The Offspring. Dexter Holland, oh, wow. like, dies horribly. Like they kind of they they the saw band? the script. They, yeah, they saw the script. They thought it'd wow. be fun to be in it. It's got it's got Seth Green in it. It's like it's it's fun. Ooh. It's really stupid and really fun. It's about a it's about a, a kid whose hands get possessed by a demon. And, and he learns to play happy. Pretty Fly for a white guy. <laughs> the mean, devil's it, son. Like, yeah, again, right. <laughs> you're, you're quite close. I think, I think, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's never good. I think it's. I think it actually came out before Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I think it was still when they were mm. in their very, um, like their very. Well, they hit their artistic like, peak. Solid um, California skate punk era before they hit their peak. But Milo, we have had. We have had. A conversation on this show before about your damnable ignorance in this area, but don't <laughs> fucking tell me that Pretty Fly for a White Guy was the Offspring's creative peak. Won't have that. I won't stand for it. <laughs> yeah, it is the funniest thing to think, and that yeah. and that is the law that I live by. In this. You know, I don't get many privileges in this life. You don't? No, not really. That's not true, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for the sake of argument, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I get is to think slightly incorrect things about skate punk. <laughs> you know, That's your one joy. Yeah, when the scales of justice are Are you tweeting are this weighed, as well? Uh, Someone says something bad about Pretty Fly for a White Guy and you're like... Yeah. As, a, as a homeless... Oh, would you say this about a song called Pretty Fly for a Black Guy? <laughs> I sense That's racism at play here. Um... Yeah, yeah, I, think, I guess I think actually this is, I think the, this the, is the point bit. of the song is that white people aren't very fly in general. I guess that would be the. So I suppose it's not really. Good job. It's not being very complimentary to, to the white race. No. <laughs> particularly. <laughs> uh, <sighs> interesting okay. that uh, the offspring have weighed in on the race dynamic <laughs> like that. For it, it, It's unusual for a skate punk band to, you know, bother tackling the big issues, but. Is it? No, um, it's not at all. Like. Yeah. That's, that's just literally not even. God, you're correct. fucking, you're fucking this up so bad. Like, yeah. yeah, like you don't know about the New Zealand bug guys. You don't know about stag beetles. Yeah, playing at Milo. Right. Shape up. Beetles who are soon to be married. Um, so, uh, <laughs> stag no, I, I like, dude. I like, that's what you call them, right? That is what yeah. we call it. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that in Australia you call it a Bucks Weekend, which is like yeah. an Buck exact party. thesaurus version yeah. of like Stag Do, which is enjoyable. Is that what you call um, it? You call it a Bucks Weekend? Bucks Party, yeah. Or just a oh, Bucks. I like that. That's cute. And That's a Hens. Like... Do you do Hens? Yeah, yeah. Hen Night or That's Hen Do. Yeah. 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 We would never say Do. 
No, no. do is a very, it's a particularly <laughs> yeah. like That's Southern insane. English word for a party, but like a particular kind of party. Yeah, yeah. It sort of weirdly implies like kind of a slightly posh party, which obviously really? a stag do is not. No, I don't. That's really interesting. I think the absolute opposite if someone describes something as a do. Okay, allow me to make be more precise. I think it describes the kind of thing that a more working class person would regard as a posh party. Like it's I a see. bit of a do. It's not a word that posh people would say. Right. It's, it's like, like a... saying your nan says that, oh, having a posh do, like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a more oh, important right, okay. party to a lower yeah. class person. I remember my grandmother once describing her taxonomy of what a do was, was it was a party where everyone is served like a set menu of food, oh, <laughs> which is so specific. Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you can't order for yourself. It's not just like they've booked a table oh, right, in the right, pub. Right. It's okay. like, like, a, like a wedding where there's yeah, like yeah. a set menu. Like that, that's what qualifies for a do. Somewhere, um, somewhere that might be said to have a spread. Could that be a do? Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, I think a spread, it really transcends categories. You know, that could be a very basic, mm. you know, at the bowls club sandwiches. Or, you know, it could, ranging all the way up to a more, a more serious event. I, I reckon they say, they say do in the north as well. I'm they, sure they I've might. heard. I'm sure I've heard. I, I can, I can hear it in, in one of the many, in one of the many accents I'm of the north. Yeah. How way for the stag do? And then it's just like a bunch of Beatles all from Newcastle. I, I was I was really <laughs> I was really bemusing Sam Taunton in Sydney because he kept saying that he was going to Newcastle as in Newcastle, New South Wales for a show. And every time he brought this up I would just start talking to him in a Geordie accent. Which uh-huh. was a bit that he did not get. No, I wouldn't uh, get that either. <laughs> no, why would, why would anyone outside? Also, just I don't know town. if I would even notice that you were doing a different <laughs> British accent. <laughs> You'd be giggling to yourself. You'd be yeah, like, that, Milo's in a good mood. That was pretty much it. <laughs> You've been smoking. What's up? <laughs> just imagining a town on the beach, like north of Sydney, where people talk like they do in Newcastle. It's, it's funny to me. Um, and, and also a coastal town, but with a very different vibe. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that show. Oh, the Geordie Shore. Everyone's seen that. So you know what they sound like then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pied me off, right? <laughs> was that good? No, that yeah, wasn't no, that, bad. No, that wasn't ex- bad. No, that's exactly right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Just went old for tubs and he paid me off. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Geordie's not fantastic, but it's a, fun, it's a fun accent to speak in. It's very jovial. I think that's, I think I would say British accent in general is the number one like leisure accent of australia <laughs> <laughs> you know when people start talking get in an really accent relaxed. yeah <laughs> they, they people will just start talking in a british accent and it'll be really fucking mm. annoying i remember this from like high school like people, okay. like all my sister and her friend will be like talking in a british accent for just like the hours how do you do it's more like this all right yeah mm-hmm. oh you know, well, that's quite like a Cockney child. Is that yeah, what that is? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think <laughs> Australian as an accent is kind of like Cockney dialed up to eleven. Excuse and sort me. Of left out in the sun for a bit. But you <laughs> could, that's really why that's when true. Americans try and do a Cockney accent, they always sound Australian because they overshoot. I've never heard anyone trying to do any accent sound Australian. Oh, okay. Well, Australian does, or otherwise. This is. I mean, I'm not going to say it's good Australian, but they <laughs> yeah, land yeah. closer to Australia. Oh, right, right. You know, they're somewhere off the coast of Nauru. You know, they're like they're. Oh, near, I actually sometimes they end up sounding more in New Zealand than Australian. I would say. Possibly, yeah. Um, 
that often seems to me to be quite a subtle difference, like a bit like Canadian and American. I've only just like figured out how to determine American from Canadian. It's I've only always really thought it's country Canadians who sound different. Like mm. the kind of urban Canadians sound quite American. Until they say um, sorry. Or, or a boot. Or a boat. Yeah. And then there's like weird words that like, they say washroom instead of bathroom or toilet, which is quite odd. So they do. Yeah. Um, anyway, this has been Canadian <laughs> Corner. No, I, I have nothing to, I have nothing to add. I have absolutely freaks. nothing to add. I'd, I th- I would li- I'd like to get into the meat of the episode. That's None my, of these words are in the Quran. That's my request. Um, <laughs> do yeah. you mind if I just go to the toilet real I'm so sorry. No, please. No, no, go ahead. I've had too much tea, right? You guys... Classic, yeah. Do you mind if I just leave and never come back? (laughs) I've said what I need to say. But this is just this is just the Sainsbury's fizzy vitamin gear. It's good. It's like it's a it's a multivitamin, but it's got like extra vitamin C in it, and it's like orange and fizzy. And when you drink it, you're like, I feel like something is something is occurring my within my synapses it's probably it's probably nothing like it probably it's probably completely completely <laughs> something in my synapses tonight is this baraka this is well, a, this is we're just talking about this is a this is a fake generic baraka it's what you can get just from sainsbury's ersatz nice. baraka just a fizzy vitamin it's just a fizzy vitamin it's, a kind of, it's, the, pa- it's the panda cola of the baraka world Having, having a panda that. pops, a restorative panda pops. <laughs> restorative panda pops. I would love to have a restorative panda pops. I don't think they make them. They're anymore. illegal in the UK now, I think. Um, they, this was like a like a corner shop fizzy drink that you could oh, buy okay. when we were kids, and it was like all came in like bright neon colours, and was probably extremely carcinogenic. And at some point, it got banned. It got banned. Yeah. Um, so it was probably like actually bad. Much like Sunny Delight got banned for a while, and then they had to like reformulate it um, for the European market. Because it was deemed like too too disgracefully unhealthy. Sunny delight. What's that? It's like an it was like an orange drink. A fake orange. It was like really really sugary and had loads of fake chemicals orange. in it. And as a child, everyone wanted it because it was like crack oh. for children. Mm. But and they used to keep it in the refrigerated section in the supermarkets to trick parents into thinking that it was some kind of like healthy. <gasps> oh like, wow! But in reality, that stuff could survive a nuclear holocaust. Like it was, you know, like. It was chemicals, chemicals up the wazoo in that thing. Um, this is what a British childhood is. Um, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. gradually finding out that everything was carcinogenic. <laughs> Alien in a pod, that was carcinogenic. Um, yeah, they had to get rid of that. Yeah. What won't they take from you? <laughs> no, that's right. We want the alien in a pod back. That'll be Farage's <laughs> new thing. The woke got rid of the alien in a pod. People should be allowed to choose for themselves. I remember at a sleepover... Um, someone saying like i wonder what would happen if you put like if you put vodka in a blue panda pop like what mm. kind of what kind of concoction would that get make? tvx turns out that the concoction that it makes it makes a uh, 13 year olds very sick <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, that was the result of our experiment on that, on that front if you're listening at home and you'd like to make a 13 year old very sick um <laughs> this is the official advice or you just you just ask them to identify a stag beetle, and most thirteen-year-olds can't do it. Yeah, and they'll just they'll they'll make themselves they'll make themselves sick through the effort. Yeah, here at Master of Our Domain, we're saying, are you looking to teach your child a lesson? <laughs> um, and we have got a plethora of advice <laughs> for doing so. There was a, um, there was a story that went around my school about a mm-hmm. girl whose 
dad or something had caught, had like caught her smoking and right. as a result had like made her drink some like cigarette water yeah well, that's really dangerous as well um which is really dangerous and also like now I think about it, quite abusive. That's an abusive thing to do. Yeah, Miley, really? do you have any memories of child abuse? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my parents were actually very nice. Um, any friends who <laughs> got whipped yeah. with like an actual whip or something? Or <laughs> there was a, there was a family up the road where the dad definitely used to beat his. Kids Wasn't with really a, belt. a real question. Um, um, yeah, but, no, that, that, this is that is that is not that is not the tone we're trying to foster. No, it's not. That is not. <laughs> You know, that teach them a lesson, but not in that them. kind of a way, in a more like didactic way where they'll learn something, but they won't be traumatized. You know, yeah, that's it really should the be key funny. To parenting. Yeah, exactly. All right. What we're, what we're, what we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to very quickly. All right. We're going to get away from child abuse. We're going to get mm. away from bugs. We're going to get away from, yeah. we're going to get away from skate sundials, yeah. sundials, <laughs> skate punk, all of these. We're going to. Put them what else to is one there to side. Talk about? We're going to shelve them. <laughs> Amen. And we're going mm-hmm. to. We're going to. Can't shelve the sundial. It won't work. We're going to have some respect for the fact that for Phoebe, it is seven o'clock in the morning, and she mm. is very hungover and would like to perhaps proceed <laughs> a little bit further okay. into this episode. All right. Hey, you're the one who brought up child abuse. Okay. Yeah. Failing. That's true. No, you know what? Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's on me. That's on me. I didn't bring up any of the other things, though, so that's yeah. not on me. Failing panda pops, Phoebe would like to proceed. <laughs> yes. um, right. All right, so let's. we'll do a quick rundown of the storylines. So Kramer's storyline is that... Being he, wacky. Yeah, he's being wacky, which is it's out of the way for Kramer. He's being goofy with it. It's crazy. <laughs> he's being goofy. And what his goofiness in this episode manifests in the fact that um, he is trying to compile like a photo wall of the residents of the building so that everyone will recognize each other. Question. Yeah. Does he have a thing going this whole season where he's trying to rebrand as Cosmo? Or is that like an ongoing thing? Um, I don't think he's trying to rebrand as Cosmo, but in this season they find out that that's his name. Oh, okay. Um, and so that was kind of a big reveal earlier in the season. So it right, does, right. it comes up somewhat. Okay. He's called hmm. Cosmo. Um, but I don't think that's uh, something that he's trying to actively rebrand as per se. No, they kind, they kind, they also kind of drop it as as well as a as a thing that they talk about. Mm. Yeah, because they started auto playing the next episode, and they're talking about his name being Cosmo again. Oh, okay, they're back on it. Yeah, interest is it. perked up. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's doing that. I mean, which in Britain is is a hanging offence. Like, you can't do that. You can't force people to know each other as neighbours. Like that won't. <laughs> That doesn't. It's the only hanging offence still in the statute. Really? Books. Yeah, we're pretty much abolished the death penalty in the UK, apart from for kind of neighbourhood busybody mm. type activity such as that. Oh my god! Like on Twitter this week, you see that one? What? With the chili? Oh god! Oh we're not yeah, chili this. We're is not doing this yeah, There no. will be no discourse on this show <laughs> under any circumstances. No, we're not. We're not doing discourse. We uncritically agree that chili is ableist, and we're moving <laughs> yep. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. There's no argument to be had. Yeah. Obviously. Feeding your neighbour? How dare you? Next question. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. the 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 issue the issue the issue is as far as Jerry is concerned is not that he doesn't particularly want to know his neighbours. Mm. It's that he doesn't want to get on he doesn't want to get on a uh on a kind of physical contact greeting schedule with 
any of his neighbors because that's what mm. that's what always ends up happening and i think this is i think this is a really really interesting episode from a kind of anthropological perspective right because lots of what lots of what uh, particularly elaine and costanza do it's always it's always stuff that is like sort of logically not incorrect but if you try to kind of um, implement it in like out in the world it mm. makes you it makes you a, like a like a mad person sure. right mm. and there's a very very and there's actually a weirdly subtle comment on what kind of poor social behaviors are deemed to be like unacceptable and what are deemed to be kind of just sort of like relatively normal mm-hmm. so so jerry does not want to kiss people hello and he also no. says he's not thrilled with all the handshaking, but you know, one thing at a time. Mm-hmm, it's sure. actually not in, not unreasonable at all to not want to kiss someone hello or not want to hug someone. Like that's fine. Like you mm. can be like a kind of a, I don't like, I don't like touching someone that I'm not having sex with. That's fine. Sorry, I think that's I've been fine. touching bugs all day. I've been <laughs> touching bugs all day. Don't touch. Don't, I'm touched don't, out. Don't mm, attempt to kiss. Right. Me. Yeah, I have like, I have kissed this many bugs, and my kissing rotor, it's full. It, it, Rather. Well, it's a nightmare quotes. kissing a stag beetle if you don't know one end from the other. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to kiss what a you're stag beetle's bum. Is uh, Jerry Seinfeld autistic king? Okay, which I brings me to my main that, point. But is that kissing your neighbour also ableist? <laughs> also ableist. Also ableist. Jerry Seinfeld um, just doesn't want to be overstimulated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, everyone behaves like he is, like he is a kind of like dangerous psychopath for not wanting to kiss people hello, right? Mm. Whereas Elaine's friend Wendy, who we will who we will talk about. Occupational uh, oh, and, therapist. And won't we? <laughs> and the, the physical therapist in a number of different ways acts in like acts in a manner which I find completely socially unacceptable, but it is within the bounds of acceptable behavior mm. so like mm. the, one of the things she does is she's is she and elaine have been skiing for the day and she doesn't want to like slightly inconvenience herself while driving so she drops elaine off three blocks away from her front door where she has to carry all of her skis and stuff and like to me that is the action of an absolutely unrepentant psycho you're giving someone yeah. a lift back you drop them at their door i think like yeah like if they live, like if they, if they, even if they live on a one-way system, shouldn't have given, them, you shouldn't have offered them a lift if you're going to like start dicking around and negotiating while you're in the car. A lift is a Good. lift. You, you got it. You got to suck as the driver. You got to suck up any respect kind of respect the covenant that of the lift. Absolutely. You respect the covenant of the lift, and that is presented as being like obnoxious, but definitely within the bounds of normal behavior. Whereas Jerry's completely reasonable, like completely reasonable position is presented as like a kind of, as a, as a mania, which should allow him to be, you know, isolated. I think that's interesting. Yeah. To me, that is interesting. In, to me, know. that's as interesting as a stag beetle. Which is <laughs> super interesting. I actually really like stag beetles. They're cool. To me, it's as satisfying as having sex with a woman and coming. <laughs> I've heard yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. I, I've heard that sounds, too. Sounds, never, sounds pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> I just I can never stop thinking about that Arnold Schwarzenegger interview, uh, and I never will. Wait, did he actually say that? Yeah, it's like when it's like a young Schwarzenegger being interviewed when he's like competing in like Mr. World or Mr. Universe or whatever, 
and he's like like interviewing him in the gym and he's like lifting weights and he's like yeah i call it the pump so and the the muscle is all tight and then he's like to me it's uh it's as satisfying as coming wow satisfying as having sex with a woman and coming and then there's a then there's a pause and he's like i'm coming right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm coming all the time <laughs> um and it's just it's just a it's a born sound clip to use in any context yeah um I almost preferred it without the explanation. Yeah. I preferred it if you just sort of left that kind of just like hanging. I just felt the need to clarify that I hadn't suddenly gone really weird. Like I wasn't, I hadn't suddenly become like a sex guy all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I think that's important sometimes. Just to be like, not being weird, nothing to be concerned about. Just, just referencing a weird thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that. So that's that's so that's Kramer, That's Kramer's story. And more or less, Elaine's plotline is that she's just kind of hanging out with her friends. Well, Elaine's plotline is that she doesn't like her friend's haircut. The psycho. Oh, is that it? Oh yeah. Okay, I missed out on that. Um, oh, did you? I was, yeah, doing, no, I was so, doing a lot no, of admin no, no, no. while she's, I was watching this episode. She's talking about her friend's hair, who, and she correctly describes it as being like an old yearbook picture because mm-hmm. she's got a kind of like bouffant. Thing with a kind of flick at the end right yeah, and classic. she says yeah like she like she never dates and i'm sure this is why um, i'm sure it's because of her like ridiculous haircut which I think, she's dropping men off three blocks from their apartment mm. i was gonna say i think it's because she doesn't respect the she doesn't respect the covenant of the lift i think it's much more likely likely that that's the case like i like i would be mm. pretty astonished knowing uh knowing a number of uh uh, straight men as a constituency if you could identify the difference between different haircuts like i think mm. you know about like I mean, you can short, identify sort of good or bad short, i think short but, medium and long i think that's something that you're uh, capable bob, of but i like, can identify that can you that yeah kind of, that stands out sure? as a haircut yeah yeah are you, yeah are you positive <laughs> length, Describe you know, a bob. Fringe. yeah doesn't have to have a fringe you can have a Fringeless Bob. It does quite often have a fringe, though. I think. I don't think you're right. Fair descriptor. I don't think. It's, I don't it's think chin, more it's chin length, than... and it's consistent, kind of all the way around. It's like pretty. What about a graduated Bob? What about the five point? Bob? Well, I think what now what, all that you're revealing is that Bob isn't a consistent category. It's like a it's a family resemblance concept, and you can't actually exactly. come up with a it's firm a cate- definition. Yeah, and you can't point it out. Short hair. <laughs> but I yeah. know, but I'm saying I probably could point it out. And all you're doing is pointing <laughs> to exceptions to the rule, which anyone would have. You to said it usually has a fringe, and I would disagree. I would say it usually doesn't have a fringe. Re- now that is interesting. I do disagree on that. I feel like well, I've seen would, more Bobs you, with fringes than without. Because I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you're, you're demonstrating exactly the point I'm making. The hairdresser, <laughs> where women belong, and I'm t- think, trying to talk to them about the things they know about the hairstyles. <laughs> Our sacred spaces. Yeah. Why don't I go yeah. back to stuff like maths? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You can't do yeah. maths. I'm actually quite good at maths. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like amazing at it, but for someone who's a professional comedian, decent. I'm probably better at maths than you. Yeah. Oh, it's got a math. Oh, you probably are. Yeah, you know, you did. You did no an offense. engineering degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I know so much about haircuts. <laughs> better, better at maths, and she can identify a bob correctly. Well, we've got no proof of I've that. Got we've got no proof of that. I believe her on the maths thing, but you know, come on, she's got to have a weakness. Well, actually, what what when what what Wendy has mm-hmm. is a kind of. A uh, very very old fashioned take on the bob. In fact, 
So, mm. um, ironically enough, so so Elaine gets this. Uh, so Elaine gets this idea that uh, because. Kramer can never keep his thoughts to himself. If she introduces her to Kramer, Kramer will automatically say something about um, about her terrible haircut, right. um, and it means that she doesn't have to like she doesn't have to say it. And and Kramer, she's throwing him to the wolves here. She's well, no, not really, because he doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't operate along the same social mm. uh, social norms as other people. Autistic so, team. Mm. Another, we've got another autistic. I would say Elaine is the only one of these characters who isn't autistic. If you if you put it on TV for the first time today, they would all get labelled autistic coded. Maybe, Mm. although I feel like Kramer is actually weirdly quite sort of empathetic. You know, he's like he's just he can be autistic and empathetic. Milo be autistic and and empathic. Like those, the two things are not. I I guess more (laughs) what I mean is, is in he finds it quite easy to understand what other people are thinking and feeling, which. Do you think? It's generally not a trait that's associated with autism, no, as I, I understand well, for, it, but I'm not an first expert. First of all, I don't think, I don't think Kramer no. is any good at knowing what other people are thinking and feeling. And what's more, he's not especially interested. And also, I think that's like, that's like it's, a, it's a bit of a, um, what's the word? It's a bit of a kind of common misunderstanding of how... Well, I am very common and I do misunderstand things. So how awesome. There you go. Presents, but no, no, um, Amy, I think you're, I think you're right on that one. Although I would argue, I would argue that Elaine is also is also coded in this way because mm. she gets, um, because she gets like, like she gets obsessed with things. She's very single minded in in pursuing revenge. It just presents slightly different. I think it's actually a common misconception that autistic people are right. vengeful. And I'd like to, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize. <laughs> Um, for Milo, first of all, and secondly, for not recognizing, you know, that autism presents differently in women. Um, yeah. Now I'm the one who's problematic. So it represents yeah. it presents in women as as vengefulness, um, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. something that I can it's true. something that I can confirm um, from personal Phoebe Roy <laughs> autistic coded um, and vengeful. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. The only the only consistent <laughs> symptom of autism, as we know, is an aversion to chili. Um, that's really the only <laughs> medical test you can do. Every everything else is much more nebulous. I knew it. I knew I didn't have to see a doctor about it. That's right. That's all. <laughs> well, with my um, with my late with my late in life uh, chili allergy, I think you're wow. actually onto something. Mm. I, another well, thing I with women, this, they're right? always getting yes. an allergy to chili later in life. Always at getting a an allergy to chili, yeah. Mm. And, it, and it's because uh, it presents so differently in women, um, so it gets ignored in girls. It's 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 actually it's actually like a really kind of serious diet. They go around poisoning themselves with yeah. chili. Mm. Yeah, Milo, I've to- I've told you about this, right? About me learning that I was allergic to yeah 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 to chili as a, as a spice. That yeah. happened to you. But with crab, with the crab, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a, it's a so it's a sorry, you guys. Situation. I know. Yeah, um, make us a chili because... crab meal. Neither of us can eat it. Yeah. Unfortunately, crab uh, that means um, that you have a narcissistic personality disorder. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. Just, just sliding Phoebe over two pictures, one of a spicy meal and one of a train, and being like, which one of these pictures do you instinctively prefer? Just don't, don't think about it. <laughs> Not spicy. It's just it's like spicy as fuck. No, I mean spicy in a heat sense, not in a not yeah, in a yeah, sure. you know in the colloquial sense yeah. rather than the technical sense. In the colloquial sense, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah. So, um, 
So Elaine thinks that she can weaponize uh, Kramer's Kramer's social behavior um, mm. and persuade her friend to change her haircut. The friend is also is also a physical therapist. And George, what what's George done to himself? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what he did to hurt his arm. He did something to his hand. I think he just has a sore arm. Yeah, okay. There was there was so some he, so reason how it happened, but I can't I can't remember. Yeah, now. Um, I can't remember. I can't yeah. remember. And, what. and this woman is always kissing Jerry hello, which is Jerry's objection to her. Yeah, um, and that's why he doesn't want to see her because she's got him on this kiss hello program, mm. and he's like, and he's trying to take a one man stand against the constant kissing hello. I I I respect this as a mm. long term listeners to this show uh, will remember. I uh, I spent several years of my life being kissed literally on the mouth by um, by an ex's father oh. um so i am extremely keen to get rid of casual kissing hello oh my god and, like honestly casual like honestly i i'm not 100 percent sure i want to hug someone i don't i've met for the first time i think that's a bit weird that i think i think with greetings the key is hug. to sort of gradually gradually escalate in a way that feels sane like you can't, you can't start with a hug on first meeting. I have started with a hug before, unless you've like actually really like known the person for a while but not met. That can sometimes work. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends how social think, the setting, like mm. on like if it's like work I think or something. It's a case case by case basis. Yeah. To me, to me, like one of our like one of our friends is um is a uh, first time meeting a bear hugger. And he's also oh. like, he has the kind of- I'm, I'm not friends with that man. Of... I'm just going to point this out now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has the kind of mysterious, mysterious brute strength of a kind of, of like, of a kind of medieval village boy. Oh, I'd hate that. Like, he's like, he's <laughs> I love he's how euphemistic that is. He's going to grow <laughs> up to village, be the blacksmith. Normal boy. <laughs> just the regular <laughs> town boy. boy. Just the regular boy <laughs> that they have in the village who is mysteriously very, very strong mm. and is going to turn up and is going to grow up to be a blacksmith. The mentally That's... normal village boy. <laughs> Something just keeps. Popping up in conversation. Mm. Um, I would that hate that not, person. That is I hate people who. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Not what I'm saying. Um, but what he what he does is he gets you around the ribs and he squeezes until your ribs make a noise, oh. and then he picks you up right off the floor. I hate that. And mm. he has been told so many times to stop, to stop doing this shit, and he just he absolutely won't stop doing it it's always like leg day to, to for this the, guy he can't resist to the extent that people have said like people have said to me having met him for the first time like like what's this guy's fucking problem and i'm just <laughs> like i'm not I, I, he's out of my jurisdiction why are you asking me i don't know nothing i can do i don't know i can't stop him there's nothing <laughs> there you I go. Can. i'm a un peacekeeper here i can't do anything <laughs> i get i've gotten picked up like, a lot in my life because i'm quite small yeah you, you're, too. You, you're yeah, looking at me in real me. life yeah that's right i'm like yeah. a little twig and people just think that means you can get thrown around like a beach ball mm. Yeah, and it happens yeah, less yeah, so no, no. now than when I was like younger in like uni and high school and stuff. People just thought I was like a toy. Actually, it goes right yeah. back to like. No, this is. Being I am born. also very small, and this <laughs> happened to me. This has happened to me so many times. This is just the small girl solidarity have, cast. We're having a great people time. Have tried <laughs> to, people try. People try to pick me up, and I absolutely fucking hate it. And what I used to do, what I used to do when I was a teenager, um, is to try to make the person doing it look as like creepy as 
as it was possible to make them look. Mm. So instead of doing what I was supposed to do, which was like kind of go, oh, oh no, oh, I'm such a tiny, delicate fairy. Oh, no, put me down. To be fair, instead, that would probably freak just... them out quite a lot if you said exactly that. <laughs> You're barking out the well, wrong tree. I tried that. Yeah. I tried that. It didn't work. Mm. It just made the situation. It just exacerbated the situation at that point. <laughs> you going, no, what you do... <laughs> what you do what you do is you go is you like just go completely just like limp like just like let your like head and arms and legs just like hang so that from the outside it looks a little bit like they've like drugged you and are attacking you that's what like that's what you want to make it look like just make it as difficult as possible for them to to, for them to actually like wield you and also make them yeah, and, and also make them not look have my power. as like <laughs> actually, yeah. yeah, make them look as boundary crossing as you can, <laughs> mm. and just make it just really unfun for them to do it because you're just like, oh, you're just kind of weird, sort of like dead weight, like you've just been hanged. Mm. Um, and Going limp is kind of a power you, move in any situation, it. to be yes. honest. <laughs> I am um, when I was in prep. It's like the first year of school. What do you mm. call it over in the reception? Reception. Yeah. Okay, so I was like five years old, but I must have looked mm-hmm. like three. I've always right, looked a okay. lot younger than I am. So, um, I the grade sixes at school, which is the oldest of the elementary school, primary school. Right, what do you okay, call it? Yeah. Yeah. Year six in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, grade six girls, and they would always pick me up every time they saw me. They're like Naomi, and they would pick me up. And one day, um, in grade prep, I had wet my pants right. in class and I as came out of class. Well, <laughs> I came out of class and they were there happen. and they were like, Naomi. And I'm like, no, 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 don't pick me up. Don't pick me up. And they're like, Naomi, come here. And then I just went, all right. And then I just like, like put my arms out so they could pick me up until they were like, <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I tried to tell you. You didn't, li- yeah. you didn't listen. That's me when I'm five. Fuck it, man. Yeah. I got covered in my this piss. This is what you do. You want to, <laughs> You want to indicate where your territory is, and you indicate that by yeah. creating the circle of like a dog. This is fine. This is yeah. I think Phoebe, you could like learn a lot from this. The next like time someone dog, tries to pick you up, like just hyena. piss on them like a koala. Just piss on them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but like like a chinchilla. And then say you're mine now. <laughs> <laughs> I've marked you. That doesn't come off, by the way. <laughs> it's like a skunk. You got to yeah. burn your clothes. <laughs> Look, <laughs> when it works, it works. <laughs> I also relate to the the kissing thing. I feel like you can, I've always been able to tell, like, the older the man, the more likely he is to kiss you, and also the wetter the kiss is more likely to be. And well, it's like, there's something really kiss. disgusting no. about it. And I was yeah. at Christmas once with, at like, my ex boyfriend's house, and this man came in who awkward. even might, <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, but, you know, good, good spread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lovely. It was a do. <laughs> it was a do. And uh, this this like older man, but like someone even my ex boyfriend hadn't met until that day, so I had no reason to trust this person. Mm, sure, but not he, vetted. He came absolutely not, and he came up and shook my ex boyfriend's hand, and I like shot my hand out really quick because I was like, I just want to like get ahead of this. Yeah, be sure. like I'm shaking your hand. Intercede. And then he waved my hand away and went, Ah, I don't shake hands. You, you just did, mate. I'm like, uh. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> and then he kissed me on the cheek. And then afterwards, I was like, um, am I crazy? Am I, am I crazy, everyone? Or did, uh, did he just say he didn't? And of course, it was wet and disgusting. Mm. But then on the way out, he shook my hand. I think he realized how, probably because afterwards, oh. I was going, I'm pretty sure I just saw that guy shake someone. <laughs> Maybe he just saw me muttering to myself for a full hour. Maybe he has the opposite taxonomy, and to him, shaking hands is the most intimate. Act. <laughs> 
And that's why. And he'd that's actually true. I was like you. too extended a family member. He's like, yeah, I'm he, not doing he was that. Like, Whoa, what are you trying to shake my hand for, you <laughs> pervert? <laughs> that's actually more unsanitary. And unsanitary. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Shaking hands than that kissing. That's true. People mm. don't know that. They don't. They do now on this podcast anyway. <laughs> We've all learned something. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Sanitation Corner. Yeah. So George's um, plot line is that yeah. he gets the occupational therapist woman to like work on his wrist. And then at some point he misses one of the appointments and he gets charged full price for it, even though he has like a good excuse for not going, which is that he had to take his mother to the chiropodist. What is um, that? It's someone, it's like a foot doctor. I've never heard that word. To take it to the feet it's, very, it's funny. It's very funny word mm. to put in something. It's someone who, as opposed to a podiatrist. Oh wait, no. I think actually no. Podiatrist That's what you is, say. Podiatrist is more That's senior. Podi- it's podiatrist. Isn't I it? say podiatrist. Podiatrist. I've never heard podiatrist. Podi- well, I've never said podiatrist. <laughs> what did so you say? I said podiatrist. No, you didn't. Podiatrist. podiatrist. You sorry, said podiatrist. podiatrist yeah. Don't gaslight us. You said podiatrist. <laughs> I'm getting confused with everyone it. saying different words. <laughs> no, I said podiatrist. You're right. You're, I'm not gaslighting you. It's fine. Um, I, I don't know. I, you could be right. Podiatrist. I um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to die on this particular hill. I think you should um, on this particular heel. Um, uh, I think uh, a podiatrist or a podiatrist is more senior to a shropodist. I think a podiatrist or a podiatrist is allowed to do like minor surgery on feet. Whereas a, a chiropodist is, is minor to, surgery. Yeah, they can do things like cut off a mole to touch your, or like, like they're allowed okay. to touch um, your toes, but you have to get a special you have to get a special certificate before they can do like uh, the ball of the foot, the heel. Mm. Um, yeah, the real kind of the real the real the body. Of yeah, the that's that's a that's a toe they're really, they're really just, toes. They're really just they're really just toe guys. Yeah, the, the right. I was gonna say the bones, but I'm like, no, it is. It's <laughs> it's quite literally the bones of the foot <laughs> from the show bones. <laughs> Um, yeah and so then but then subsequently the woman misses the appointment with George because she decides to take the day off work so that her and Lane can go skiing and George George finding out about this cancellation is like well actually I have a policy and now you owe me $75 Mm. Um, yeah no and George is completely right like it's one thing to have a a no late cancellations policy like that's mm. annoying but like I get it but you you can't, but it's got it's got to go the other way around. If you're cancelling for a bullshit reason, mm. then yeah. Mm. And Costanza's got a Costanza's got a fun uh, through line in this episode where he keeps saying, um, where he keeps saying that like, oh, the delicate genius. <laughs> like you can't bother the delicate genius. You can't ask them to. You can't ask them any questions. You're not allowed. Only when vast sum, sums of money are involved can the delicate genius be disturbed. And like yeah. this is like this is true like people do behave like particularly of uh, <laughs> occupational therapy particularly with with like with medical professionals as well mm. people behave like it is the most like obscene thing to do to ask them a question outside of office hours. Yeah. yeah i feel that way my housemate's brother is a vet Mm-hmm. And before he moved in, when we were just friends, I was like, is there any way you can ask your brother? But now it's great because my dog starts limping. You're like, what do you make of my wrist? <laughs> <laughs> You're a vet. It's good enough. They actually have to do more years of school. So, um, mm. yeah, it's actually it's actually harder. Um, but, yeah, so now it is free. Now it's fine. I can just get the – but you have to be really, really close. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you have people asking constantly. doing the thing again. <laughs> You just come and shoot him up full of drugs again. <laughs> Anything just to shut him up, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if someone came and asked me a... What annoys me is, like, tell me a joke. A podcasting question. Because it's like, you know, <laughs> but if they were like, can you 
you know, how would how would I do a riff about this? Then I'd be like, well, I'd be happy to help. You know, if they're asking me a practical thing, I could be an assistance of, as opposed right. to, can you tell me a joke? It's like going out to a plumber at a party and going, can you build me a bathroom like here? And it's like, well, not really. That right, would, right, right. You know, no, it isn't. It's not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine to ask a comedian only, to tell you a joke. Only one-liner comedians okay, that, can do that. To me, that's fine. It's only, it only works so if you're a one-liner guy, it's fine. So what you should, so what you fine, should do is a one-liner like, guy, though. Have, like, a joke in stock. Yeah, I tell them the joke about I the nuns that, on the bus. I don't know that one. What's Honestly, I think very few pe- very few people should be as, like, pres- precious about I'm not precious about it. As, it just doesn't lead no, to a good awkward. conversation. It just, it's, because... No, no, not, no, no, I don't, no, not, not saying you're being precious. I mean, like, just, like, in general, like, the way, mm. particularly people with, like, quite nice jobs, the way people behave, like, it is, like, a kind of grotesque imposition to uh, be asked a probably slightly annoying but perfectly well-meaning question by, like, somebody, like, outside the... Uh, like somebody outside the profession like r- like the way that writers complain about being asked stuff is like it is absolutely off the fucking right. writers complain about oh, everything yeah. you just <laughs> knock out a little uh, little sonic for me <laughs> haiku but this is the thing like people don't people don't say that people say stuff like oh oh that's that's nice i'd love to be a writer and then writers get very kind of <gasps> it's actually not as simple as that but like <sighs> It's not as I simple mean, as that to do mind. more or less anything, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, well, I'd it's, like it's to be not, an estate agent. Actually kind of here is. I go. Because <laughs> anyone can just start being a writer, honestly. Mm. Yeah, pr- like pretty as long much. As you can like, read and write. Not, you don't even have to read, I guess, if but, you don't want to edit. Yeah, exactly. It's none of your business, really. Yeah, that's right. Once I've written it, it's gone. <laughs> Like I think it takes it takes a particular particular skill set to be a good writer, but anyone can be a writer if they want to be. It's like it's just right there. It's just right. You have to be. You have to be annoying enough, though. Is the thing. Yeah, that's that's the real hurdle. Mm. You have to complain about more writing more than you write. Yeah, that is very. Yeah, like a like a big thing, particularly around this time of year, is people saying like, "Oh, so I'm gonna see like my aunt or my cousin or whatever, and they're gonna and they're gonna say like, oh, so when is your book coming out? When they don't understand about the vagaries of uh, publishing lead times, why should they? They're just taking an interest in your life. Shut up. Stop. Stop what, it. What post stop, did you read? Stop making a <laughs> in like the past twenty four hours. What, what post hurt you? <laughs> Someone's getting you very riled up. And they're bringing chili around to your house. It's got me really wild and you're up. like, you have no idea how wrong you are. <laughs> you're banged to rights on this chili. Like, I, like, okay, all right. Full disclosure here, because uh, like, like one of my one of my one of my jobs is writing. So I also get asked the, oh, have you written anything I've heard of? And oh, I'd love to write. Oh. I've got a really good idea. Mm. Why don't I tell you my idea and then you can write it and then we can split them. Then we can split sure. the costs. Like, which is something which I've also been asked, which I thought was a bit weird. Actually, mm. that was that a was little a bit odd. of a strange question. <laughs> but like, it's like it's so inoffensive. It's such a kind of it's such an innocent, like it's such an innocent interest taken in what probably sounds like quite a nice. And not very like taxing, mm. <laughs> either physically or emotionally. Job like the the thing is, is that people don't realize how 
financially precarious it is. But like, why should they? I don't know about the like precarities involved in like other people's professions. So why should they know about mine? It doesn't. It's not hard just to behave normally <laughs> when someone says something which is just a platitude. It's fine. Yeah. You have to react like it's. But they don't. Attack. They they re- they behave normally and then they just like complain about it afterwards. I went to like a, a literary event. Like for like the first time this year with my boyfriend who's in the scene. Mm. And um they and so <laughs> the I it wasn't the literary scene. The literary scene. Don't make it sound like it's a kind of perfect no, thing okay. where we well, have like let me- let me get to it. Um, like, <laughs> a literary uh, icebreaker play party. It was like it was. I got there, and the people who were coming up to him to say hi would go up on the like. Um, basically, if I'm standing at twelve o'clock, they'd go up to six o'clock, so that they didn't have mm. to be in my eye line, so that they could talk to him without the risk of having to interact with someone. And it was. It just mm. seemed like they didn't know how to introduce themselves. So I'd like pop out from the side and I'd be like, hi, I'm Naomi. And then they'd like calm down quite a lot. And I was like, none of you people know how to make eye contact. It was crazy. It, they were so weird. And I started drafting all these tweets and he's looking over my phone being like, please don't, please don't tweet that. And I'm just like, these fucking losers. I was like going crazy. I was like- Just typing is- out chili as ableist. And he's like, please don't do this. Oh, all those people there would like that tweet. If they saw it, they'd be on their, they'd be on their side. It yeah. was just um, absolutely bizarre. But that's the thing. They'll complain incessantly, but then you meet them in real life and they're just the biggest cowards in the world. Mm. Oh yeah! Oh no! No! At, like at, like absolutely! Like the last time I was at I was at an event where I had to meet a lot of other right like writers and producers and stuff. Like the thing that kept like coming up like so much was like people saying like, oh yeah, like isn't it weird that just like all of these like socially awkward people are like expected to network? And I was just like, it just behave normally. It's mm. it's fine. Like what do you think I'm gonna do to you? And <laughs> maybe then they it was about you. you and like recite. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Maybe it's something to do with me. Maybe it was because of the stag beetle. I was just brandishing. Like, which side's this? But because, <laughs> yeah. right? You, you, come here. You. <laughs> Look, which way round does this stag beetle go? <laughs> See, you don't know. You can't yeah. answer. You can't answer. Um, anyway, um, there's another yeah, subplot uh, in the episode, <laughs> which is that mindful of time, is. which is that uh, Jerry Jerry discovers that his uncle Leo owes his mum fifty dollars. Oh, I forgot about this whole thing. Sixties, and they found out about it because their now demented grandmother is um, accidentally mentioning it because she thinks it's the sixties now, and so they they sort of launch an investigation at the behest of um, Jerry's father, who's like very. Uh, interested to get there i'm not quite sure what the conclusion of it is actually but Jer- like yeah he thinks uncle leo puts oh, yeah, him in an old folks home to stop her from talking and then jerry goes there to follow up on it yeah and then he meets the and then it just so happens that in the same home is uh is uh leo and helen's childhood friend so um so jerry is able to get the information who out of um out of the childhood friend. And what is the information? But then that's what like, happens? That's kind of the conclusion of that story. Um, it's just like, haha, I was right. Then I think, yeah, I think <laughs> so. Like they sort of they sort of forget to kind of sort of trim that off. Like someone maybe had a beetle, they got distracted. <laughs> yeah, by, like I was trimming my beetles. Like if I, beetle. it, it's fine. It ends up with an old lady getting sent to a home to get neglected because she knew too much, and that's fine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like a British aristocracy. <laughs> 
kind of bleak that storyline. Yeah, they give her the old, uh, they give her the old Rosemary Kennedy yeah. treatment. Getting the old Princess Margaret um, treatment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that yeah, they don't really tie that storyline off. Um, Jerry tries to take a stand mm. against uh, against being kissed hello, and immediately becomes a pariah and um, gets his uh, photo in the lobby defaced like i think what like because mm. kramer's basically at this point like because i'm interested in this i'm interested in what kramer's pol- like politics are supposed to be like sometimes like sometimes he's kind of he's you know, he's a he's a union man mm. he's a he's a he's, he's a working he's a work he's a working boy sometimes he uh, which you don't find out until a lot later so uh spoilers sorry um but he's also a bit. He's a bit like a. He's a bit like of an like an anarcho syndicalist. Like he's got ideas about how society should be mm. organised. Um, and this is this is one of them. He's a kind of. He's sort of an effective altruism, <laughs> which is interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah, he's making his mark on society. The only way he knows how through busybodying. The only way he knows how <laughs> busybodying. He is busybodying, and he's a bee. he commits the. No. Not, yeah, no. more. <laughs> he's a man. He can't be a bee. Unforgivable. Right, okay. Actually, he doesn't true, really achieve true. much, more. so maybe he could be a male bee. Because they don't really mm. do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Droning yeah. on and on. Fuck those guys. That and the other. Good one. Yeah, it's thank good. you. Yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> look at this. Look at this bee droning. Probably a man. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's true. We're sick of him. Get him out of the hive. <laughs> he doesn't even know anything about Kamala Harris. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, there's and then um, the sort of denouement of the episode is that Kramer actually, when he gets introduced to Elaine's friend, he just like flirts with her. No, he likes the haircut. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he, no, he he likes her yeah. hair and asks her out, which shows that you can't you can't weaponize people <laughs> like that because they will. That's do, what it shows. They, they're like stag beetles. They they will do their own. They will you do can't their trust own Kramer. Thing. You can't. No, trust I mean, Kramer. look at his he hair. He's a solitary bee, yeah, and he will do his true. own he's thing. Got, he's got particular. Why would you trust taste? him with hair opinions? Maybe he's the one who's right. Maybe we're all wrong when it comes to hair. Well, I don't mind his hair. Okay. But I also wouldn't be able to point out that woman's hair is old-fashioned because mm. it's um all old. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's old like fashion, subtle stuff. But this show yeah, is yeah, old. Yeah, Surely yeah, it's just fashion for the time. Just sitting there watching me like, I don't get it. What's going on? They're like one of those guys who's watching like a period drama set in the 1870s and then like pointing at some like pocket watch someone's wearing and going, well, that wasn't invented until 1892. <laughs> it's very anachronistic. <laughs> but yeah, it's more, but it's more bad friendship behavior from, from Kramer because Kramer takes a, takes a picture of Jerry without properly checking with him and then puts it up in public. He posts it without checking. It's mm. no good. No good on no, the I think we've front. all I think we've all um, done that by accident and paid the price. Yeah. They're referencing Pretty Fly for a White Guy yeah. here, but it actually didn't come out until late 1999. <laughs> so um. I mean for a kickoff, yeah. <laughs> that is that is correct. <laughs> Seinfeld Anachronisms um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but also uh, Wendy um is going to be seeing Elaine for her shoulder because she's hurt her shoulder because she had to carry all her ski equipment back and she's going to be charging her and for Elaine this is one offence too far and she drops a bomb in the middle of this friendship by saying in front of people you might want to consider changing your hair 
which is true. Like that's she's like, that is how enough. women break up. Yeah, I mean, she's, well, she's trying to do her she's a favor. On some bad if I was her, I would not have told her yeah, that information so that she stays ugly. Ah, yeah, the greatest yeah. revenge of all. Oh, yeah, the fake bitch jutsu. <laughs> yeah. F uh, FBJ. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Elaine is not a fake bitch. Elaine would never tell you. Um, that somebody who doesn't care if you live or die secretly is in love mm. with you. She'd mm. never do that. Elaine is a real one. Yeah. She'll tell you what you don't want to hear. That's right. But you know, She's the voice of truth. She's Cassandra. Cassandra. Rarely listened to, but usually yeah. right. Who's that? Uh, ancient uh, Trojan prophetess. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, would curse <laughs> to be always predict things correctly but never be believed. Because they're like bad things? In ancient Greek, Is stuff that like happened that to Disney you. Is this like that Disney movie that I'm thinking of right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ancient <laughs> Greece, like stuff that happened to you, was always very ironic. You know, oh right, it was an Alanis Morissette ass period Love in that. history. Yeah, so everything was like a monkey's paw wish. You know, oh, ain't that the way? Mm. Well, she no, she doesn't. No, she's she's cursed by Apollo. Um. That's what. That's why. That's why Cassandra has the gift of prophecy. She doesn't actually wish. No, for I know, but it, it's it's a kind of like a monkey's paw thing. Like you're gonna get the gift of prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However. No, no, no. But there's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like, there's like quite National a lot. National lottery of stuff doesn't even exist yet, so where... you're fucked. Mm. Yeah, Cassandra's going around. Guys, could we come up with a kind of sweepstake gambling system? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Where you just pick your numbers. Yeah, if she was smart, she would have made money off it, eh? Exactly, yeah. And that's, mm. you know, she was too busy with her haircut. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. Um, well, that pretty much tears it for this week. Um, it remains for me to thank mm. Naomi very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hogs? No, nah, my Instagram and my Twitter. Yeah, go ahead. Feel free. If I'm doing anything else, I'll, you know. It'll be on there. I'll post it online. Yeah. Go check out Naomi's haircut. <laughs> See what you think. And please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not let her know. <laughs> oh, this is investment advice. Do not let her know. What do you think of her haircut? <laughs> no, 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 no. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it. Tell me. I'm, I'm tough. I can handle it. I'm tough like a. I'm tough like a solitary bee. That's I can right. handle it. Uh, and if you're listening to this, hey, we have a Patreon. It's $3 a month. If you subscribe to that, you get all the bonus episodes. For $5 a month, you get the Discord and the monthly movie corner, uh, which this month has been London Has Fallen with Andrew Law. Very fun episode. And yep. uh, if you subscribe to the $10 tier, you also get the monthly What's the Deal miniseries. So much content to be had there. Sounds delightful. Yeah. And we will see you all very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>